listening to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus, and I'm pretty much done with my coffee already. I'm just holding this empty cup. All right, we're in Proverbs chapter 13 still. We're going to be looking at verse 21 and 22. Let's say a prayer and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Bless this time as we study your word. God, use this as, as a moment that we can learn more about you and be drawn to you and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so just two verses this morning, and um, they're very straightforward. Very straightforward. We'll talk a little bit about the second one. Probably spend the most time on that. Um, but again, we got our little fortune cookie verses here, fortune cookie statements. And um, the first one, which really piggybacks off of what we talked about yesterday, and I could have added it into yesterday, but here it is today. Uh, disaster pursues sinners, but the righteous are rewarded with good. So again, I've mentioned this numerous times, I'll say it again. Whenever we see the word righteous in Proverbs, what it is referring to is Proverbs 1.7. It goes right back to Proverbs 1.7. That is why that is the theme verse for the entirety of Proverbs. A righteous person, someone who does righteous things, is a person, according to Solomon, that fears the Lord. And fear of the Lord does not run away and hide from, hide from God because we're scared of him. It's respect for God. It's the same type of uh, relationship a father wants with his children. He doesn't want his children to run and hide from him and, and be afraid of him. But he wants them to respect him and respect his authority and his leadership and his guidance because he loves them and he knows that what he is telling them and what rules and guidelines he sets up for them to follow are for their good. And when they reject that, they are essentially rejecting him. So the fear of the Lord is respect and love for God. And a righteous person who loves and respects God and his commands is rewarded with good. Now, in a practical sense, this is true, right? If you go around doing things that cause chaos in the lives of others and you put yourself first, typically you're not going to have that many friends. You're not going to have that many people who are willing and ready to help support and take care of you um, in just a general sense. Uh, so disaster pursues sinners. Uh, and those who are righteous or those who love God will also typically love other people and put others before themselves. They're going to be rewarded. And in, in just a, a, a gospel sense, just the, the actual spiritual application here, which we, I guess I've already kind of shared, is that if we pursue a relationship with God, we're going to have true joy and peace that, that can't come from anywhere else. Um, and if we reject God, it's going to be disastrous in the end. And that's why we kind of talked about that yesterday. So this verse kind of goes with what we said yesterday. Now, verse 22. Uh, this is one that's near and dear to my heart. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Okay, so in a practical sense, if we're talking about material wealth, it is wise to do that. It is wise for a man to think about his offspring and his offspring's offspring and, and maybe lay up um, some sort of, of uh, inheritance in material things to make life a little bit easier for his offspring and to pr prepare and plan for them in life. Ashley and I are working on that right now. We're trying to examine our finances and, and work around, you know, being able to save more, something we've never been able to do in the ministry. 
and um, we're at, at, you know, at a fantastic, wonderful church who takes care of us better than we've ever experienced before. And, uh, you know, we're thankful, so thankful for that and have no complaints at all. Please don't get me wrong. We do not. Um, but we do have five children and it's expensive to raise children. And so we're trying to work through that and also at the same time be able to save some money and put some things away, maybe even invest one day, something we have not been able to do. So it's smart and it's wise to do that for your children. But in the, the spiritual sense here, really what Solomon is talking about is not so much the material wealth that's being laid up, okay? What he is more so talking about is the spiritual inheritance that we leave our children and the inheritance of wisdom, which is more important than any material thing you can leave your children, okay? You might make millions of dollars, and when you're gone one day, your children inherit that, but if they have a horrible character and they are a selfish person, then what good is all of that money? It's no good whatsoever. And so what is most important is that we leave an inheritance of character, of responsibility, of knowledge and wisdom in the Lord. That is of the utmost important. I've got an example of this just the other day in my own life and raising my own children. So the boys, especially this summer, um, they have friends who live really far away, and so they don't get to see them in person. They're three, four, well, four hours away. And so one way for them to spend time with those friends is they will play games online, and they have a chat room that they get in, and they can talk to each other and play games. And we monitor that chat room and everything and, and keep an eye on it. Um, but um, there was a game they played, and, and they didn't get through the puzzle they were working through. And so this is, this is Isaac. He was doing this, and he got upset and kind of blamed it on his friend. And uh, his friend that hurt his feelings, and he just logged off and got off. And I overheard all of it happening. So I went in there and I said, I, I, you know, I was, you could tell I was irritated. I was disappointed in the way he had treated his friend. And I said, you do not talk to your friends that way. I said, you are going to sit there a second, think about this, and then you are going to pursue that friend. You are going to apologize, and you're going to make things right. No gain or any material thing for that matter is worth uh, losing a friend or belittling a friend over. So he takes a minute. He was irritated himself and he takes a minute and he comes in here, comes into me later and he shows me a chat where what he said to his friend. So I'm going to read it here. He sent it to me because he wanted me to see that he had apologized. He said, hey, I'm really sorry. I wasn't trying to be mean. I was mad that we lost. I won't do it again. I shouldn't have gotten upset. I'm really sorry. Can you please come back and play with us again? And anyway, he showed me that, and I said, Isaac, that is more important than anything you can ever do in your life is to learn how to do that. I said, that's more important than any amount of money you can make. That's more important than, than good grades. That's more important than, than any of that stuff. You knowing how to apologize and forgive other people. That is of the utmost importance. And that's what this verse is talking about. That is the inheritance that I want my kids to have, is to know how to love God and love other people. 
That is what's most important. And if we instill that in our children and make that a top priority and just carve that into their minds and into their hearts from as young as possible, then they are going to be set in life, right? They are going to be set in life um, and they're going to be okay. Material stuff, that's great if God blesses you with it, but is not the utmost important thing. All right, the last part of this verse, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Now, what is he talking about there? Well, we know that real wealth, according to Solomon, is wisdom in a relationship with God. And that's what I want my children to inherit. That's what every Christian should want their children to inherit. And we have to teach them that. Sinners focus on the material thing, okay? So we all know that when you die, you don't take any of your material stuff with you. That doesn't matter when you face judgment. That does not matter whatsoever. So the sinner's wealth is not character and wisdom in a relationship with God um, like the good man. A sinner's wealth is material stuff, and it's laid up for the righteous. In other words, it's left. It's left for other people. It's left... For the righteous who are trying to seek God and love him, they get to use it for the glory of God. In other words, God is saying, all that material stuff you attained, it really belongs to me anyway. And I'm just going to take it and give it back to the good people so that they can then use it for my glory. Because they understand that material wealth is not going to be going with them. And it's not what's most important. Character and a relationship with me and loving others, all of that is more important. And when you put money in the hands of a person like that, then it brings even more glory to God, okay? So that's kind of the idea behind it here in this verse. So parents, grandparents, what is most important for you is to leave an inheritance of wisdom and knowledge of love for God and love for others, for, for your kids. That is what is most important, is to teach them to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, okay? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Thank you for joining me this morning. Have a wonderful and blessed day, and I will see you again tomorrow. Bye.